Hello, hello, and welcome back to another edition of the See Us podcast. The Celtics, three preseason games in the book, a two-in-one record, a lot to talk about here. We're going to go game by game by game, two games against Philly, one against the Knicks. The Celtics will be back on the 17th against the New York Knicks with two more games next week. So I thought this would be a good time to recap where we are within the preseason, who stood out, who's kind of disappointed, how has this team looked. We will talk about it all here on episode 10 of the See Us podcast. We will start with game number one, Sunday night, much anticipated. Kristaps Porzingis, Drew Holiday making their quote-unquote Celtics debuts and and obviously the first thing that stands out about this one Drew Holiday comes off the bench I wasn't too surprised at it I actually had tweeted about it and thought that Holiday was in the lineup I completely read it wrong um, and thought that Derek was coming off the bench or no I thought Al was coming off the bench Uh, I kind of read the tweet too quickly but Holiday does come off the bench and Joe Mazzulla said let's not read into these lineups it's the preseason they're going to tweak with things they went with the lineup they were most comfortable with these are guys obviously KP is new but he's been here a bit longer I know Drew missed one day but you know still getting acclimated Joe goes with that five Drew Holiday comes off the bench he says not to speculate what does everyone do everyone's speculating everyone has been talking about I think uh, Abby Chinnon brought it up on the broadcast um, in Philly when they played the 76ers on the road um, talking about that. Um, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think ultimately Drew Holiday is going to be a starter. I think what they're going to do, um, I was going to maybe save this for a segment, but I figured since I already went into it now, Al Horford, I know I said that I, I like, I personally lean Derek White, Drew Holiday in the backcourt. I think that's going to be a lineup that finishes a lot of games. I think they go with Al in the starting lineup, or maybe they just read it matchup by matchup. I mean, uh, we'll see. You know, Horford's kind of, you know, said leave that to Joe he'll he'll decide the starters but I think Al personally wants to start I think Derek White does as well I think he's maybe a little bit more okay with coming off the bench he does have a contract extension coming up I do expect the Celtics to to take care of him but all these guys are going to be playing heavy minutes it's this is the best top six in the league but that's where we start Drew Holiday comes off the bench uh, to attend in the ball game. Not the best shooting performance. Looked a lot more comfortable in Philly. We'll talk about that in the third segment. Uh, but game number one, uh, KP could not ask for a better debut. Five or seven from the field, two or three from downtown. Grabbed five rebounds. He was just a real force in the paint. I think that's what surprised me most. Uh, obviously, that chase down block with him and Al, that was something special. I think that's what, something we're going to see a lot. Uh, did finish with 17 points on the night. Did have three turnovers. Uh, and want assist to go along with that stat line, but just the spacing that Kristaps Porzingis is going to provide this team. Man, oh man, he can spot up from anywhere. Um, yeah, obviously, the first play got a nice rotation for a you know a wing three. He's comfortable shooting from deep. Obviously, two or three, uh, the shots are going to be there. Just the spacing with the Jays, uh, especially you know seeing that group play together, it's going to be deadly. Uh, and he even said it in the interview after the game, it's going to be hard to guard us. Uh, KP already showing what he can do in this Celtics offense. I, I like that play with him and Jalen. I think he came off a screen, uh, just kind of dribbled in for a, a small 10, 12 footer. That, that's going to be his range where he's going to get a lot of shots too. If he's not posting up, coming off screens, just the pick and roll opportunities, pick and pop, pick and roll. I mean, we saw the oop that he finished as well. Uh, KP is going to be real nice and green. I thought he looked real nice um, alongside Al Horford. Al did play 20 minutes, one of three from the field, one of two from downtown. Uh, you know, 
How's going to be that fifth starter? He's going to be that glue guy. You know, we're not expecting a lot of offense out of him. If he can produce at the three-point rate he did last year, that's going to be even deadlier. I mean, you have him and KP in the corners on the wings. Uh, they can hit him from anywhere. Uh, that's a lineup that's going to be able to shoot. And the Celtics have a lot of lineups that they will be able to shoot with. Uh, I mean, you sub in Drew Holiday for one of them. You have Sam Hauser. We'll talk about Peyton Pritchard in a moment, who's just been a monster this preseason. But, you know, Allen KP, that's going to be a really solid front court. If that's the lineup they go with, great. Um, I think, you know, matchup dependent against a Philly, against a Milwaukee, you're probably going to go bigger. And I expect Drew Holiday to start at the one and Derek White to come off the bench. But we will see. Uh, a lot of decisions to be made. We'll see how the lineups play out with, the, with this coming week. They have the Knicks and then they have the Hornets to finish out the preseason. But, uh, a lot of combinations that this team can go to. Uh, we'll talk about the Jays now. Jason Tatum, not the best shooting performance, 3 of 13, 0 of 4 from 3. Uh, everyone's already freaking out since he put on that 12 pounds of muscle that he's not going to be able to shoot threes again. Um, that is yet to be seen. He did get to the free throw line nine times. KP also got there eight times. He left a couple at the line that you know probably shouldn't have. Uh, but, you know, JT adds in 10 rebounds, gets you five assists. So he's doing it all. He, J- Jason's at that point where, you know, not just a scorer. Uh, we know what he can do on the defensive boards. I think you were averaged around eight a game last year. Wouldn't be surprised if he sees that mark again, maybe even closer to 10. Just kind of depends if he's playing the three or the four. And that really just kind of goes uh, to what lineup they're going to be playing more. Are they playing smaller? Are they playing bigger? But regardless, Jason will do work on the boards. Jalen Brown. Very efficient night, 7-10, 1-2 from 3. Had a great stretch in that third quarter. I really like Joe Missoula playing the starters in that third quarter. Some heavy minutes. I say the starters, just that group of six, You know, having them finish out that third quarter, going on that run. I think he really wanted them to win the quarter. That's exactly what they did. The fast breaks they can run. Uh, you know, are going to be a thing of beauty. Uh, you got Drew Holiday and Derek White, two great point of attack defenders. I think Drew had two or three steals in that third quarter, uh, you know, just making himself known on the defensive end. So him getting steals and, you know, Jalen leaking out, Jason leaking out, they, you know, they run some pretty basketball. And the ball movement, I thought, was really good with those units, you know, for very little time they've had, maybe a little too passive at times, uh, you know, but I thought they looked well. Uh, KP defensively, I know I started with that point, but you know, I had the box score up in front of me, had to get those numbers out. Just what he can do to, you know, be a disruptor at seven, three, he can block shots, but you know, also he had a couple where, you know, he kind of faked some defenders out, leaned at them, leaned back a little bit, you know, just kind of got them out of their rhythm, uh, where he can just force a lot of shots that, you know, probably aren't going to go in just with his presence alone. He doesn't even have to, you know, block it, uh, you know, just getting a hand up and, you know, getting into these defenders, is going to be really important. I think defensively as a whole, this team has a lot of work to do. I thought Tyrese Maxey uh, in Boston and in Philly, we'll talk about that game, as I said, in the third segment, but he got to the basket at will. Um, I thought, you know, they kind of let up some easy open shots, but it is the preseason. I think when this group is locked in, uh, it's going to be pretty tough to score on them. Um, but, you know, playing Kristaps and drop uh, is going to be key. But Maxi, you know, sometimes when he has to hedge out on a screen can kind of blow right by him. Same, same thing with Al Horford. So, you know, clearing up the paint, you know, getting bodies there, but, you know, just getting these offensive players at the point of attack, stopping them there, I think is going to be real important because a player like Maxi with his speed, it might be a problem for this Boston defense. Certainly has been in the preseason, but certainly those things can be cleaned up. Now we want to talk about Peyton Pritchard. Nine of 14, six of 11, coming off a contract extension. Four years, 30 million, terrific team-friendly deal. Great deal for him. All guaranteed uh, that 30 million, but 
man, oh man, is he playing with an edge. Uh, Sam Hauser said he's out for blood, and he certainly was against Philly, scoring a game-high 26 points, taking over that game in the fourth quarter to get Boston the win. Uh, he has just been terrific. His shot-making ability has been key. I, I still say, you know, regular season down the stretch defensively, what he does is going to keep him on the floor, but it's going to be hard to keep him off right now with the way he's shooting the basketball. Preseason P, as Drew Carter dubbed him, the Pritching Hour that came out in Game 1. Drew Carter's been terrific. Uh, excuse me, that came out in Game 2 when they did the game in New York, but Drew Carter's been great. Uh, he'll be covering all of the play-by-play duties on the road. Uh, Mike Gorman, final season, will be getting all the home games. Uh, happy to watch that game on NBC Sports Boston and hear Mike Gorman and Scal back in the booth. Uh, but Pritchard has been terrific, man. Uh, he is going to be a great spark plug off the bench. Um, just shooting, you know, off dribble, uh, off dribble handoffs, coming off curls. Uh, he can do it all right now. And uh, I think just the attention that he's going to draw is, you know, going to get guys like Sam Hauser open. He's going to, he was over six. Um, from downtown against Philly on night one. He's started to find a shot, which I think is key. Um, but, you know, a guy like Svi Mikhailu, uh, who has been playing pretty well, we'll talk about him, what he did in New York and in Philly. Uh, just another shooter off the bench. So a lot of shooting. Peyton Pritchard is leading the way in that department, though. 11 attempts from deep. Probably won't see that on a nightly basis, obviously, when those guys are playing regular minutes. But if you're getting four to five three-point attempts out of him, he's probably getting two or three. So Peyton Pritchard looks great. Uh, I thought O'Shea Brissett, that put back down that put-back dunk should have counted. It did not, unfortunately. Uh, but just what he can bring defensively, along with Lamar Stevens. I know he only played five minutes, but that huge putback, he can get some stops. I think Brissett and Stevens, what it's going to come down to is, you know, can they hit open shots? Um, Brissett was three of six, one of two from downtown. Lamar Stevens, two of two, had that nice pull up um, to seal the game uh, to get that uh, to a 114 106 finish. And um, then also had the putback tunk as well. So inside, they can do a lot but they're going to get a lot of opportunities to shoot from deep. So I like Stevens to potentially make this roster. We'll see. We'll talk about him a little bit more when he did in New York and in Philadelphia. And Delano Banton's on the floor as well. 13 minutes, two of six, one of three from downtown. I really like his length. What everyone is saying is that the Celtics are really high on him. Uh, certainly he was a non-guaranteed. I didn't really know um, how he would fare, but with how you know Joe Mazzulla has been using him, I do expect him to make the roster. Um, we had Luke Cornett as well. Uh, 12 minutes and 50 seconds, one of two defensively was a little bit shaky. He was a, a team low minus 12 in, plus, in the plus minus department. So we'll see what Luke can do. He certainly has some competition for those backup minutes, but he's a, he's a big that they seem very comfortable with. So we will see that's everyone that played in game one, a fun one. Of course, we always got to beat the process. 114, 106 final. Uh, like I said, the, that top six, I thought they looked really good. In the minutes that they played, especially that third quarter, I like that Joe kind of did that, um, you know, just to get them some consistent run. First time on the floor together, thought it went well. KP dominated. You could not ask for a better debut from Christoph Porzingis. Also added a block in there as well. Uh, so we'll see more to come from that group. But game one, all in all, great win. Great to have the Celtics back on the parquet. And we'll see what they did in game two in segment number two. I usually don't have many gripes with the preseason schedule, but having the Celtics wait three games and four nights is a tad ridiculous. We have game number two in New York at Madison Square Garden. No shock to see the top six after that heavy third quarter that they played. Joe gave all of them the night off. So we get to see the reserves, some of the guys that are still trying to make the roster. 
Uh, and I always like these games. The hospital sees uh, always enjoy watching them play. And they certainly came to play uh, against the Knicks top unit, only losing this one, 114, 107 uh, wins and losses really don't matter much in the preseason. But uh, what does matter is that Peyton Pritchard is still dominating. Uh, he was awesome. Once again, in this one, 21 points, seven of 15 from the field, four of 11 from three. And just the confidence that he has, you know, getting to the basket too, um, creating off the dribble. Um, it just, he was so limited last year. I, you know, was starting to lose a little bit of faith in Peyton Pritchard. Um, still on the train, always have been since Danny picked him uh, out of Oregon. But just, you know, the attitude he had, and I don't blame him. I mean, obviously it was an unfortunate situation. You have Smart, uh, you have Derek White, and then they bring in Malcolm Brogdon to kind of be that other guard, to be the sixth man. So, he kind of knew it going in that he probably wasn't going to play much. He did a little early in the regular season. We saw him against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was certainly not a good matchup. And he was coming in with no confidence, you know. Uh, but now that he has this contract extension, he had a really good summer. Everyone has just been so impressed uh, with him, how he was in some of those open scrimmages leading up to training camp and into the preseason. Uh, and, you know, fast PP can just, he's dominating right now and just confident as ever, you know, you hope that, you know, you see some guys kind of start the preseason off firing and, you know, they get to the regular season, you know, that confidence, that shot, it goes away. You missed your first couple on opening night and, you know, you spiral, but Peyton Pritchard seems like a guy who, you know, wants to play. He knows what his role is coming into this season. I think probably maybe not for the first time, especially when they drafted him. He was closing games his rookie year just with how that roster was made up. Brad had a lot of trust in him, and he still does, obviously inking him to a four-year extension. Certainly a tradable piece. People have said that. They pointed it out. They kind of need some of those salaries to maybe match in you know, future deals, but we're not worrying about that right now. Peyton is getting paid, and he deserves it. He de deserves every single penny. And he's just going to be a great boost off this bench, uh, you know, whether it's with Al Horford coming in with that second unit. He's really comfortable playing with Sam Hauser. Those two have some chemistry. Or if it's Derek White, you know, maybe that balances it out. Peyton, not much of a, you know, defensive stalwart himself, but Derek White is. Uh, and he was terrific. I know I didn't talk about him much in the first segment, but uh, against Philly in game two, he certainly had an impact. We'll talk about that in segment three. Uh, but, you know, whatever it is, Peyton Pritchard is going to play some heavy minutes. He's probably, you know, looking at a 20 to 25 minute night, uh, 20 to 25 minutes a night. We'll see. Um, it just kind of depends game to game what they need. But he's playing high minutes in the preseason um, and he got the start in New York. And I thought he looked really, really good. And who also, you know, who also looked good? Delano Banton uh, certainly needed that. Not the best night one performance, a little bit shaky. Uh, same with game three, but game two, uh, eight to 19. 42% from the field, one of five from three, really not a three point shooter. Maybe he'll hit, you know, one or two if he's open, probably just going to be seeing a lot of opportunities in those corners, especially if he's playing with guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum or Drew Holiday. They'll find him there in his spots, but he's a guy that can slash. He moves off the ball well. He gets to the rim. He got to the free throw line three times, made all of those takes as well. But Banton, I thought, looked really good. Um, it definitely showed that they have some trust in him, especially as a wing. You know, he came into the league as a point guard um, handling the ball, and he, he did set up the offense a few times, but definitely going to be an off guard in some of these lineups if he is to make the roster, if he is to be a regular rotation guy. But got 30 minutes in New York. I thought he looked solid. Uh, I was pretty impressed just with how quickly he can get to the rim. Can create a little bit off the dribble. Is, you know, a little bit inconsistent. His former head coach, Nick, Nick Nurse, even said that himself before that game in Boston said the same uh, when he was talking about him and um, O'Shea Brissett, who he coached in Toronto, 
Um, but Banton, you know, a little bit inconsistent, but I, I thought he looked really good against New York and, you know, is fighting for some regular season minutes. I think him and Bursette are kind of, you know, maybe that, that fringe to eight, nine guy. Uh, I think you're looking at it right now. We obviously have the top six, you have Peyton Pritchard, uh, you have Sam Hauser. So probably that nine spot is really up for grabs. I think you look at a guy like Bursette, he played 23 minutes against New York, did not hit any of his threes. I think that's the most concerning thing, especially him and Lamar Stevens. I just, they both have very similar skill sets. I think I hopefully think they both make the roster. Um, Lamar Stevens went five of 12, one of five from three. It, it just kind of, I think between those two, it's going to be who's hitting shots, who's hitting corner threes is really what it's going to come down to. I think Brissett defensively, he has a really high motor. They both crashed the glass. He had five rebounds. Lamar Stevens had eight, especially for his size. That's, that's important. Uh, he was a plus one off the bench. Um, in that contest, actually, excuse me, I believe he started that game. So he finished with 11 points. O'Shea Brissett had 10, four or five from the line from O'Shea. I just like his energy, just a boost that he can give. You're probably going to see them interchange. I, I don't think you, they can play on the floor together necessarily in the regular season. You're going to want to have a Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum next to them, along with a KP or Al Horford. Um, but two guys that can really, really bring it defensively. Uh, good point of attack, good down low as well especially Lamar Stevens. He's just a workhorse. And I think that just kind of screams Celtic to me. So uh, Lamar and O'Shea looked pretty solid in New York as well. Sam Hauser still could not hit. He was two of nine um, against the Knicks. I like the shots that he's getting. I also like that he's going out and grabbing eight rebounds as well. Uh, he looks a lot more comfortable, especially with the ball in his hands, uh, you know, moving the basketball. Uh, he only had one assist. He, I thought he was really good in Philly. We'll talk about that um, in the next segment. But at Sam Hauser, I, I, he looks more comfortable to me. Uh, it's just the shot's going to start falling. And, you know, with any good shooter, um, you know, they're going to come and go. But a guy that's, you know, competing for Sam Hauser-like minutes is Fima Hailu. Man, oh, man, 25 minutes, 5-9 and nine from the field, 3-7 from deep. Got up for a putback. J.D. Davidson threw him a really nice lob. Svi's here. Uh, he is here to play. I, I was kind of, you know, a little – up in the air about, you know, is he going to make this roster? Do they need Svee? But he, that guy can shoot it and he can shoot it confidently. So, you know, if a guy like Sam Hauser is not hitting, you can throw Svee out there. Not a bad defender as well, um, but, you know, did shoot 42% from deep in that ball game, had three rebounds to go along with one assist and 15 points on the night. So Svee just going to be another guy that, you know, can come in off the bench, hit open threes. We know Joe Mazzula likes to shoot it. Uh, and Svee can do just that. And he even said, you know, he has the green light. Um, they have a lot of confidence in him. He chose the Celtics over going overseas to play where he certainly would have had a bigger role, probably some more money as well. But Svee's on the minimum, and uh, I really like what he can bring to this team, especially we haven't seen him play with, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They didn't play in Philly, and Svee did not see the floor in night one. Uh, but I'm really happy he got the opportunity against the Knicks because he is making a case for a roster spot, that's for sure. So we like what we saw out of Svee. Namias Keita. Uh, I think he could be the, a potential backup big for the Celtics down the line. Uh, they got him on the two-way. Obviously, he's competing with Luke Cornett, who definitely looked a lot more comfortable, a little bit better, played 19 minutes against the Knicks. But Kata, uh, I think Dan Greenberg dubbed him Rob Light uh, in a tweet. That guy can get up. Uh, an instant lob threat. You love to see that. He can crash the glass as well. Uh, a bit of an underrated passer. We saw that a little more against Philly. But, uh, you know, against the Knicks, three of five, had four rebounds, four offensive rebounds, which I think is something the Celtics are going to lack without Robert Williams on the roster. So if Kata can develop in Maine, um, you know, can continue to work out of the pick and roll, 
not pick up fouls. That that's kind of the, you know, the bright spot of this game. He did have five fouls and he picked like two or three back to back or back to back to back pretty quickly there in that third quarter. So it's all, it's all going to be about him staying on the floor, but in the short 13 minutes that we saw him, uh, I really liked what I saw out of Kata, an athletic freak, a guy that can jump out of the gym and a guy that's going to be throwing in lobs is JD Davidson. He got 13 minutes in New York, two of four. He looks a lot more confident on the ball. Uh, you know, the jump shot's still going to come around for him to, you know, be an NBA player, be an NBA point guard. He was 0 two from deep, but we know that guy can throw lobs. He had four assists in his short stint in 13 minutes and 42 seconds, but he finished with five points. Uh, I'm really happy JD did come back on the two-way because I think he needs another year in Maine. We'll see what he brings next year if he's with the Celtics with another team. I'm surprised maybe another team didn't take a chance on him with an actual roster spot or you know another two-way somewhere else, but JD chose Boston. He's going to be back in Maine, and you know I thought he looked pretty decent against the Knicks. We did get our first look at Jordan Walsh, two of five, 0 of two from deep. You know, he, he's always looking to make the next pass. He's definitely not confident in his shot right now, especially with the guys he's playing with. I loved what he did in the summer. I think he's going to see some time in, in Maine for a good majority of the year. He's on a guaranteed deal. Uh, he's not on a two-way, uh, you know, with second round picks, the new rule, they can be signed to guaranteed contracts. So great that Jordan Walsh got that deal. Uh, he certainly deserved it. He grabbed seven boards to go along with four points, five on the defensive glass, two on the offensive, uh, just getting in the passing lanes. We saw him with two steals. He had a nice rip getting to the basket. I think is where he's really confident. It's just going to be about the jump shot because you know, he's going to have open looks if he is to, you know, maybe see some minutes here and there. Uh, certainly the Celtics will be resting guys as they have in the preseason. I'm sure they'll, they'll do it a little bit in the regular season as well. So Jordan Walsh only 19, uh, he looked like a 19-year-old, but a lot to be excited about with Jordan Walsh, I think. Uh, just defensively, he didn't really miss a beat. Um, I didn't think he made too many mistakes, um, and I just like what he can do on and off the ball. He reads the reads the passing lanes well. He just kind of has a knack for the basketball, and we got to see that for the first time in New York. We were All Celtics fans on Twitter were very anxious for him to get in the contest. He finally did. Uh, so Jordan Walsh, good debut from him. And then we had Wenyan Gabriel, uh, the hometown kid for me. I'm from New Hampshire. I uh, played at a school not too far from where I live now at Trinity High School. Uh, went prep and then went to Kentucky. We know what he did with the Lakers. Uh, now he's getting a shot in Boston. Nine minutes, he was 0-3. He just looked really excited to get in the game. I think he was going a little too fast for himself. Uh, did get one point at the free throw line, a one one of two trip. Uh, but we'll, we'll see if he makes a roster. I don't think he will. Uh, he'll get another chance hopefully to play unless they're trimming the roster down. I know they'll start to wave some guys and uh, start to divvy things up, but Wenyan's still battling. Um, you know, I thought they kind of went to Kata earlier than him, that, which kind of indicates maybe he's been playing a little bit, bit, bit better in camp, but nonetheless, I think it's a dream come true for Wenyan Gabriel to play out in Boston, uh, you know, his hometown team. Uh, he did get nine minutes, so hopefully we'll see if he stays in green a little bit longer, but you know, not too much from him tonight and DJ Stewart as well. Uh, hitting a triple, not too much there either. So, you know, the Celtics reserves, the role guys, they don't win the game. They lose by seven, but, you know, some bright spots. Svima Hailu, obviously Peyton Pritchard. I thought Banton looked, you know, confident in his heavy minutes. He was seeing the ball a lot. And, you know, for these guys, they're not going to be getting, you know, Banton took 19 shots. Pritchard took 15, which, you know, he could with the regular guys if he's feeling it. Um, but, you know, they're, they're getting a chance to shine, show them what they can do for the roster. And, you know, there's a lot of options for the Celtics. We'll see how this final roster shakes out. But the hospital sees lose in New York, but a lot of things to be excited about. And finally, the last game of the week, the final game 
of the three-game and four-night stretch for the Boston Celtics in Philadelphia once again. Joel Embiid, James Harden, and I guess Furkan Korkmaz. He didn't play game one either. Ducking the smoke from the Boston Celtics, but so were the Jays. They got another night off. Uh, but everyone else played. I uh, was very surprised. I thought maybe Al Horford would join them uh, in not playing. Uh, KP trying to get acclimated to a new team. No surprise to see him suit up. Drew Holiday obviously trying to get some reps. He gets his first start in green. It was a great chance to see that Derek White and Drew Holiday backcourt uh, to start alongside Al Horford, KP, and Sam Hauser, who finally found the stroke from deep four and nine. And every game, he has not taken anything besides a three-pointer. Uh, that's been good to see. It was good to see him hit four. He had missed his first two. And once that first one goes in, especially for any shooter, you see one fall, you think the next one's going to fall too. He was a plus 16, which was a team high. I thought he was really, really good. He had three assists in the game. I know I was kind of alluding to his playmaking. Uh, he had a real nice kick out to KP for that straightaway three, which was a deep one. That's for sure. But Sam Hauser, Back to hitting threes, back to, I mean, actually not back to, starting to become a bit of a playmaker, just more confident with the ball. I mean, especially with the Jays, he's just going to be spotting up. But if he can attack off dribble, he can drive, he can kick, that's just going to be even more valuable to the Celtics, along with his great three-point shooting that we hope to see continue on the uprise. Shot 44% from deep in that game. Getting back to the holiday white backcourt, Derek White. Not in the ESPN top 100. Uh, that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know who makes those lists. I don't really pay attention to those player rankings. They had today's Thursday. They had the top 10 come out. Jason Tatum came in at number six. People are freaking out about that. People are freaking out that Shea Gilgis was number eight. LeBron and AD were nine and 10. That's just an ESPN list. I don't pay much attention to it. Uh, but Derek White is a, certainly a top 100 player, probably closer to a top 50 player than being outside of the top 100. But he showed it. With 11 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, and three blocks. The best shot blocking guard in the league. Derek White was on full display. He had a great and one off the drive. That floater game is going to be there for Derek all year. And when he's hitting open threes, he was two of five tonight. He had one bounce in and he had a, another beautiful one on the wing. Uh, just great ball moving from that group. But Derek White, when he's confident, when he's hitting shots, he is dominating games. And he was all over the stat sheet in Philadelphia helping the Celtics grab a 112-101 win. The starters only played the first half, but it was a darn good one, that's for sure. Uh, Drew Holiday, uh, those two in the backcourt were great. Uh, no steals, no blocks or anything for Drew. Drew even said, I think, in his post-game comments, I cannot catch up to Derek as a shot blocker. But as a point of attack defender with his physicality on the wing, uh, he can stop you, and that's for sure. That was on display. He looked a lot more comfortable, 4 of 8 from the field. Excuse me, 5 of 7 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep. Uh, I thought Drew, you know, he had that great uh, look to the left, dribbles into a three, boom, gets it right there. That's just something Drew can bring uh, to this team. I'm glad he's starting to hit open shots. He had that nice fadeaway off that inbound on the right-hand side. Uh, Drew was doing it all. He was getting to the basket. He was setting people up. He had two assists, two rebounds as well. I just how he can rebound as a guard, too. He averaged five a game last year to go along with 7.4 assists per game. So was happy to see Drew get the start. I think that's where he's going to be. We've already said that, but. Seeing him get more reps with this group I thought was really important. I think the Drew KP pick and roll is going to be really interesting because Drew can really get to the basket off the dribble as well. But when you have a guy rolling or popping like KP, it's going to be hard to defend, as it will be with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, even Derek White. So KP as the screener, I, I thought they were really getting him rolling a lot more than he was popping. He had a couple turnovers in the ballgame. Uh, three to be exact to go along with 11 points and five rebounds. He had those two threes. One was 
fully covered, but he shot it and he can get shots up over anyone. I mean, I was watching a video the other day, even Rudy Gobert with his length, with his record wingspan, KP can still pull up and fire. Uh, and he was over Philly defenders tonight, only took five shots. And even in the other game, only took seven shots. He had 17 points. He gets to the free throw line. That's an aspect. He was five of six tonight that, you know, with KP's, you know, lack of, you know, not size, but, you know, muscle and strength. He's definitely improved upon that. He wouldn't be a player you think gets to the line a lot, but he certainly does working in the low post, um, a little reckless with the ball and just kind of some of the spots they were feeding him in. If they can kind of get him, you know, off screens right in that 10 to 12 foot range, obviously popping for threes as well, or, or just throwing the lob. But Philly was kind of cracking down on that, obviously seeing him for the second time, but just the things he can do to stretch out, space the floor, and he's just going to be a huge piece to this offense. And him and Al Horford, you know, it, it's hard. It's going to be hard to break, not break them up, but you know, it doesn't really matter who starts the game. But you know, that's a damn good front court right there. Him and Al uh, just work well off each other defensively. What they can do, obviously, Al taking the you know bigger centers, the Joel Embiid's and the Giannis Antetokounmpo's of the world, and you know. Porzingis can kind of be that roamer playing and drop and, you know, helping on screen. So it's a great matchup. Horford looked really good. Young and spry Al Horford ran a fast break to perfection. It was great to see him get up and dunk. The old guy Al Horford is now. He's three of four tonight or the other night, excuse me, to go along with nine points, four rebounds, one assist. Um, Al looks good. He looks young. He looks ready. Um, and, you know, he's going to get a lot of rest. Him and KP, that's why you need guys like, you know, Luke Cornett and uh, Nemias Kata. So, the backup bigs I thought looked decent as well. Uh, we can jump to them now. Uh, Kata, again, man, just as a passer, he looked real good. He only played seven minutes, but he was a plus 14 in those minutes. He had 10 points, three rebounds, one offensive rebound, one or two from the line. And he just moves the ball really well. Um, he had two assists in the ball game. Um, he's real nice working with Peyton Pritchard in that pick and roll. Uh, I think Davison found him on a couple cuts, so... An instant Rob, uh, Rob, instant lob threat, Rob Light, as we are going to dub him, uh, thanks to Greeny from Bar from Barstool, uh, as I said in an earlier segment. But I just really like Kata. Um, I was tweeting out, said, "Oh, he's going to be fun catching lobs in Maine," and then he had a beautiful pass to Peyton Pritchard. I'm like, maybe it's going to be Boston. We'll see. But another good showing from Kata. Luke Cornett in his 14 minutes, he was one on one from the field. Uh, he had three assists. Uh, Luke kind of off those dribble handoffs, you know, looking for cutters. He's just very patient. He's looked better since that game one against Philly. A lot of people are moving on to the Kata train and, you know, they're saying, hey, let's move Luke to the side. But Kata is on the two way. I'd be very surprised if they converted his deal to a fully guaranteed. And because Luke has some trigger dates, it's still a partially guaranteed deal. But Brad obviously loves Luke Cornett, and I think Joe trusts him. So I think Luke will be the, the third string big going into the season. But depending on how Kata plays, maybe up with the regular guys, if he ever gets a shot or how he plays in Maine, that's a guy to look for. So we'll see what happens there. Peyton Pritchard, another masterclass, 7 of 15, 17 points, 3 of 9 from 3. Uh, he had a real nice drive. I think Scal said, I have never seen him do that before. Kind of was dribbling one-on-one -on -one with a defender, just a head of steam, quick one-two to the basket, gets the layup. So we're seeing, you know, the driving getting into it. He, was, he had a couple backdoor cuts, moving off the ball. He's been re really well, uh, doing really well. You know, he doesn't have to be, have the ball in his hands to be effective, and that's going to work perfect alongside, you know, Drew and Derek uh, and Jason and Jalen whenever they play. Uh, with those kinds of lineups. But Peyton Pritchard continues to dominate the preseason. Preseason P, um, he looked really good. Banton did not have the best night. Uh, 16 minutes on the floor, 0-3. Started the second half. Joe pulled him 
27 seconds in for not diving on a loose ball. So, you know, just that attention to detail, you know, being locked in, being consistent. Uh, Banton, certainly it did not carry over from New York. Um, that short either plane ride or bus ride over to Philadelphia uh, did not do him well, uh, did not have the best showing, but certainly guys still think, well, maybe contribute at some point. I mean, we're playing all these guys now and we're going to get to opening night. We're probably only going to, you know, see the bench go as deep as obviously Hauser, Pritchard, and maybe Brissett, maybe a Svee, maybe a Banton. Uh, so we'll see. Um, obviously a backup big, it's going to be Cornette or Kata, probably Cornette. So you can lock in those eight um, and then we'll see, you know, it kind of just depends matchup wise, who's playing better. A guy like Brissett, what he brings defensively is important, but when he's having 0 of 5 nights, 0 of 2 from 3, just offensively from, you know, game one against Philadelphia to, to game three now against Philly, uh, is not carried over. And Lamar Stevens, 0 of 3 as well, 0 of 2 from deep. So those are two guys that you're not going to rely on for a lot of offense. They're going to go out there to, you know, spare Jason and Jalen just a couple minutes to play some defense and keep you in the ball game, But you know, if, if they're not going to be hitting shots, it's going to be tough to sneak them into those lineups. So not the best showing from those two. Still very high on those guys, but, you know, not the best. Uh, but a guy that's been playing well, uh, Svima Hailu, once again, five is six from the field, three of four from deep, 15 points. He had six rebounds as well uh, to go along with two assists. Uh, Svi just continues to look good. Uh, I think he's certainly locked up a roster spot at this point um, and maybe even a rotation spot down the line. Um, on opening night, we'll see who they go with. But Svi has the hot hand right now. I think they'll continue to give him looks. And I'm hoping next week uh, they're going to be playing the New York Knicks at home on the 17th, I believe a Tuesday night. You know, they played Banton um, with the starters. I think he was the first sub off the bench. Obviously, Hauser getting the start. He would probably be in that role, but Banton got that. I'd love to see Svi get that, uh, especially in the rematch with New York next week. Hopefully, Jason and Jalen and all the regulars are playing. Just so how he can play off them, the space that that guy will have. I mean, he's three or for four, and he's probably one of the best two or three three-point shooters on the floor with some of those lineups we saw against Philly. But now it'll probably be... You know, an afterthought. So uh, I'm very interested to see how he can play off Jason and Jalen just because we haven't gotten to see that yet. We saw Jordan Walsh once again, not the best ball game, only 12 minutes, 0 with 3, 0 with 2 from deep. Happy to at least see him take those shots, but just need to build confidence. Only a 19 year old rookie. Uh, we saw Davison, Gabriel, and Stewart once again. Stewart only two minutes. Gabriel, eight minutes. He was two for two, much better performance. I'm just, you know, personally rooting for that guy. I I'm hoping he finishes out the preseason strong. If, if it's not Boston, hopefully he can land elsewhere. Um, I don't know if he's two way eligible. I don't think so. Uh, but I'm sure someone would want to take a chance on a guy who played very heavy minutes for a Lakers team a few years ago, who was obviously struggling, but a guy they trusted in some key spots. So Gabriel saw the floor Davison, 12 minutes, one of four from the field, uh, just as a score, you know, still not there yet with Davison, but uh, certainly a facilitator uh, that the Celtics hope will progress in Maine. Uh, they do win this one, one twelve to one Oh one. Wins and losses uh, could care less here, but it was nice to see that group. Uh, the third quarter, Philly kind of came on. Maxi was playing a lot in that third quarter, just as the Celtics did in game one. So it was no surprise to see. Uh, so, but Maxi was getting some run, but you know, Svima Hilo came in and uh, kind of helped them close things out along with Peyton Pritchard. Those two have been electric off the bench. I'm sure they will be uh, once the regular season rolls around. But that is it. The Boston Celtics two and one in the preseason. They take care of business once again. What do you expect when the Celtics play the 76ers? Of course, it's a win, uh, but definitely some bright spots in preseason game number three. And that is going to do it for episode 10 of the See Us podcast. A lot to be excited about 
if you were a Boston Celtics fan through three preseason games, a two and one record, I think by bright spots, my power rankings, I'd have to go. Peyton Pritchard has been absolutely unreal. I knew Peyton Pritchard was good, but man, has he been playing on a different level out for blood. I think Svima Hailu has been real good. Uh, I'd like O'Shea Brissett and Lamar Stevens in spots. Uh, and Sam Hauser finding his three-point shot has been very nice to see. Kristaps Porzingis, could, you could not have asked for a better debut at the Garden uh, with 17 points. I've really liked what he can bring. We haven't even seen it fully yet, uh, just on both ends of the floor, but what he can unlock for that offense and defensively next to Al Horford. Good luck. That is all I will say. Derek White proving that he is a top 100, hell, top 50 player in the NBA. To hell with you, ESPN. Uh, Drew Holiday, I think, will be a great fit. The Jays are the Jays. Uh, we have only seen them for one game, so we'll have a lot more thoughts. Next week, we will let the Celtics get through their games with the New York Knicks and finishing off the preseason against the Hornets. We will come back with another podcast to break those games down. We'll probably do another podcast before opening night on the 25th back in New York, uh, just with predictions for the, the Celtics, the entire league, uh, maybe some award predictions as well. We'll get that out before the regular season begins. We are almost at regular season basketball, a little under two weeks now uh, until we are back with some real scores, real results. Uh, excited to see it all, and I am excited about the Boston Celtics. So thank you, as always, for listening. We will see you next time.